killers, murderers, decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Welcome back to Welcome. De- Decoding the Crime Verse. Today, in honor of Valentine's Day, we have a very special killer plan for you. The Casanova Killer. Yes, we are doing the Casanova Killer. Before we get into that, I am Nalzi Lee and... I am Danny. Yeah, and we are going to be... Decoding the Casanova Killer, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Just for anyone who doesn't know who Casanova was, he was some old Italian guy who just basically was very... No, he really wasn't good looking, but he was known for his flirtations and I quote Wikipedia, bedroom games. So, yeah. I don't know who he was flirting with because the man is not anything to look at, but okay. Wearing those old... Um, what's it called? Those white wigs? I don't. I never the got the swag of the day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to some women who met him, Paul John Knowles was smooth and charismatic. To others, he was their worst nightmare—a cold-blooded killer with no pattern and no regard for anyone but himself. For decades. Knowles traveled the country, racking up a slew of criminal charges, including kidnapping and theft. Then, in 1974, he escalated, and adding murder, killing 35 people over six states in just five months. This is the Casanova Killer. 65-year-old Alice Curtis was Paul John Knowles' first victim. The retired school teacher from Jacksonville was home alone the night that Knowles escaped from jail. In an attempt to burgle her home, Knowles broke in and bound and gagged her. Her cause of death was later determined to be choking on her own dentures. But he remained in her home for days with her dead body until seeing his mugshot on TV. Knowles fled from the home in Curtis' car. A few hours later, he drove up a street looking for a place to abandon the stolen vehicle. He came across two young girls, Lillian and Millette Anderson, recognizing them as family acquaintances. He quickly realized they too could recognize him. He kidnapped the girls, strangled them, and dumped their bodies in a swamp. Over the next two months, Knowles traveled from Florida up the East Coast to Connecticut, leaving a trail of bodies in his wake. The police remained largely in the dark about Knowles' part in the murders until his capture. For most of the spree, the police were baffled by the murders, as they seemed to have no rhyme or reason behind them. It appeared there was no pattern between any of the cases or even any of the victims. Of the 20 people found dead, 14 were women, 6 were men across 6 different states. 3 were children and 3 were elderly. Some were shot, some were strangled, some were burgled, and others seemed to have been killed as an afterthought, murdered while camping or walking up the street. Some of the corpses had been sexually assaulted, while some of the victims had been raped while alive, further throwing the police off trail. 
The only real lead that authorities had to go on was from a reporter named Sandy Fox. About two weeks before Knowles was ultimately arrested, he attempted to pick up Fox in a hotel bar. For three days, Fox traveled around with Knowles, blues-filled and blissfully unaware she was fraternizing with the man at the center of a multi-state manhunt. On November the 17th, a Florida Highway Patrol trooper recognized the car matching the description of one stolen from the most recent murder. He pulled over the car, never knowing he had just cornered a cunning, skilled mass murderer. As the trooper leaned over to see in the car, Knowles wrestled the gun away from him. He pulled over the car, took the driver prisoner, and later killed both hostages in the woods. However, thanks to a local man and his shotgun, Knowles was able to be apprehended. Once arrested, he confessed to 35 murders, including 20 that the police were already aware of. On December the 18th, Knowles was being transported when he jumped the agents in the car, attempting to steal the handgun. Three shots at Knowles, killing him instantly. Well, um, man's was interesting. And crazy. I think crazy is too nice a word if I'm being honest with you. He was crazier than crazy. <laughs> he was off this planet crazy. Yeah. So, Paul John Knowles was called the Casanova Killer. And the reason he was called the Casanova Killer was apparently he was very charming and had these, like, movie star good looks. Now, maybe he's just not my type. But I don't understand the appeal of this man. the one picture. Where they are like taking him away and he's got the cigarette in his mouth and he's doing that movie star pose to the side. Yeah. That one picture I can say maybe. But, but the, the rest of the pictures. He looks like he's actually real ugly. He is. I was just it's, like, maybe it's because he was like polite and like, because apparently he didn't swear. He was very polite. I don't know where the killer in him came from, but apparently he was very polite. No, but when you think of a Casanova, you think of like this ruggedly handsome man yeah. who like Which is what the one picture depicts. And in feet. the other pictures. You know, he's not movie star good looking. Or maybe he's just not our generation's movie star good looking. Yeah. Because this was the 70s. But to me, nah. Mm -mm. But let's just quickly talk about him as a killer. First of all, no pattern. No same M.O. Like, like, victims ranging from, like, 11 to 65. Men, women, old people, children. Stabbing, strangling, shooting, kidnapping, burglary. What? Does, does someone... He's, has he never heard of a pattern? Did he not go to math? Like, I what? I don't think so. Like, I, 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 I don't like this type of killer. Because then now they make are, it very hard to catch these killers, and also there are cases where they can't link to him because the guy was just killing for the thrill of it. Exactly, that's what makes it so hard to depict when when serial killers have like a specific mo or like a trademark. Like yeah. they'll, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, like strangle you with a specific type of wire or leave a mark or leave a candle. I don't know. People are weird. Yeah. Then it's easy to link who's actually being killed by the guy, but. When it's just like this, you don't know who he actually killed and who he didn't actually kill. You just have to base it on what he said. Yeah. And is he really that trustworthy when he's that off in his brain? Like, no. But before these murders or murder spree started, 
He spent more than half of each year in prison for petty theft, kidnapping, like auto theft. Like, he clearly liked prison more than the outside world. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Probably did. Or he was. For me, I just see a broken guy, broken man, broken kid. Because this did not start now. No. In one of his interviews, he said he was a criminal from the time he was 14. But obviously, we know of crimes from the age of nine years old. Nine and eight. But we'll get to that when we discuss his psychology. Because it's actually yes. really interesting. But what other I also thought was interesting is he actually successfully had a jailbreak. Like, not anyone can just break out of jail. Yeah. Oh, well, not yay in this But points for him. Good, but points for him. Points for him. Breaking out of prison is tough. But let's just also talk about the fact. So... I know how, what, well, the reason this happened was he got pulled over by, I think, a, a cop. Yeah. And the cop didn't realize who he was speaking to and he let um, Knowles go. But it kind of spooked Knowles. So then he recorded confessions yeah. of all his murders and gave it to a lawyer. Yeah. And the lawyer was like, dude, just turn yourself in. Like, what? Anyway, after Knowles was killed, um, the lawyer took the, pol- the tapes to the police where they were all damaged. Not immediately, though. Yeah, but, like, still. The lawyer was on some, I can't give you the tapes because it's confidential information. And they arrested his girlfriend. Only then was he like, okay. Okay, you know what? That's what I don't get, reality. Like, how far does that go? For example, I don't know, many killers go and confess their sins to priests. Yeah. But apparently confession is confidential. So even if the priest knows I murdered Sally and Ben and Susan, he can't go tell the police, like... For me, there should be a, a that line be that allowed. is allowed Because I know with doctors, like when you come into the doctor, the hospital, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> they're not allowed to actually share your medical information unless you've been shot or something. Different. Then they compel, they're compelled no. to call the police. Yeah, but apparently a priest can't with be compelled. With this, <laughs> they, need to, they need to be a, like, I'm a serial killer. Okay, I can't tell anyone. Psychologists even have that where if you have yeah, you someone, can, they have to call Exactly, the that's that's the thing. How far does confidentiality actually extend? Like, how far do we take it? But that can be a debate for a whole nother day. Right. But I just want to talk about... So I watched an interview with a cop on the case named... He's retired now, obviously. His name is James Josie. I think that's how you pronounce it. But he described the crimes being more brutal than those of Ted Bundy, etc. Now, Ted Bundy's very famous. Yeah. Most people know who Ted Bundy is. And I actually thought about it. This guy wasn't as famous as most killers. But here's another thing. So last week, if you listen to our show, if you haven't, go. No, go now. do that. Oh, but not now. Well, finish the show. Finish the show and, and go then- listen. <laughs> so the Zodiac claimed to kill 37 people over a four four-year period yeah this guy killed 35 in five months yeah that's like gold not gold <laughs> like good gold but like i mean <laughs> if i was like interviewing serial killers i'd be like your resume looks really it's impressive in five months you killed 35 people <laughs> yeah when you're looking um, for a hitman you know what i guy. mean like this is the guy. Um, it's it's very no. impressive in a bad way. He, I kind of feel him. like he was a serial killer on steroids. Like he was. Steroids. Um, I don't think at all he was normal. Um, but speaking of that, let's let's crazy. actually look at the psychology behind it all. So now I'm not a psychologist. Haven't studied psychology. Don't have criminal 
profiling background. This is just me going on the thousands of TV shows and <laughs> documentaries I've watched. <laughs> and some research. Shame, I did do research. Yeah. I didn't want to sound completely wrong. But shame, he had quite a tough childhood. I'm he not going to lie. Mans was kicked out of his house at nine because his father was sick of him. How naughty can you be as a nine-year-old kid? I mean, it's only the first nine years of well, your life. Well, that's actually because his, his first arrest was when he was like eight or something yeah. stupid like that. So his father kind of just kicked him out and gave him up for adoption. So you can already start to see the whole abandonment, rejection. Yeah, I'm that's not good enough. Tough. There's like, something wrong with me. Like at nine, imagine your parents are like, yo, get out of my house. Like I would, I would not be here because I could not look after myself. Yeah. But like... Like, I feel like he had a very big rejection and abandonment issue. And I think, well, if you look at the story, what happened was he started, he had a pen pal. First of all, I don't understand how prisoners get pen pals. That's another. Only in America. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) He had this pen pal named Angela Kovic and they fell in love. Because that's just so normal. It freaks me out a little bit. But dun, dun, dun. And they actually got engaged while he was still in prison. And then her lawyer like helped out and he got out early and he flew to her. But then her psychic, already you can see she's a little also a bit weird. Yeah. Going to psychics. Told her she had met a very dangerous man and she broke off the wedding. And on that night, Knowles claims to have killed three people in a fit of rage. So again, it's that rejection. So I feel like man's really had a rejection and abandonment problem. Yeah. And I think that very much stemmed into what he became. Had they gotten married, would Sandy Fawkes be the wife that did not know that her husband was Angela a serial Kovic. killer? Angela Kovic. Not Sandy Fawkes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Sandy. I'm getting there. <laughs> Would Angela be the wife that did not know that her husband was a serial killer? You know, actually, can I be very blatantly honest? After watching Criminal Minds and all these shows and stuff, I'm so scared. You never know. What if you marry? Can I tell you a scary fact? On average, a person... Well, like, obviously not now because COVID doesn't let us go anywhere. But on average, a person in normal life will walk past seven psychopaths a day. That, for me, is like... Imagine you're at the shops. Now you're thinking, which seven here of these psychopaths? Firstly, in my head, I'm like, I hope I'm not one of the psychopaths. First of all... Okay, it's obviously, no, it's obviously not like... Obviously, I feel like psychopaths... Again, I'm not a psychologist, but I feel like it's... You know how you get like the autistic scale yeah. where you get really bad and then yeah. you get... I feel like it's kind of the same. So yeah. I feel like not the seven you walk past are all going to be these bloodthirsty killers. Yeah. But I thought that was like, whoa, mm. that's a bit... Um, Seven is a lot every single day every single for day. your entire life. Like what? Walking past quite a few. But like, to me, he well, Paul John Knowles was diagnosed a psychopath, and I honestly believe he had a psychotic break. Yeah. To go on a five-month killing spree, you something obviously snapped in his head that yeah. just sent him off. But um. Let's actually take a listen. We have a recording from his session with his psychiatrist. So let's hear what he has to say. What's the worst thing that ever happened to you in your life? Worst? I was born Well, let me ask you something else. What's the best thing that ever happened to you in your life? Nothing. If you could change your life, 
point you're at right now, where would you go back to to make the change? Well, actually, if I had to live over again, I wouldn't. You wouldn't do one. I wouldn't live again. Did you see? Man's was sad. I mean, he I don't says know he how was, else to describe him. He said he, the worst thing that ever happened to him was he was born. I mean, who says that? Who says that? But that 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 also shows the rejection because now exactly. he's starting to see his pattern of thinking. He's I'm not good enough. I shouldn't have been born. Obviously, we couldn't play you the whole tape because the tape was really long. But there are parts where the guy asks, "What's the best thing that ever happened to you?" And the guy's like, "Nothing." Like, yeah. There's 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 nothing. Like he even was like, and you could kind of see. I, can't, I don't know if he had regret, but he said if he he, he could do it again, he wouldn't. he wouldn't. Yeah. So then again, you're thinking, okay. Like, what's what's happening in his brain? And this is what makes me so angry that the tape, his tapes were lost and that he was killed the way he was killed is that we never actually got into his mind. Yeah. I would have loved to have known more behind this whole five-month killing spree and how he became this ruthless, brutal man's. But I think he had two, like, different personalities. When you listen to him on these tapes... You know, tapes, that actually could be very that, accurate. Like, do you that, know, what's it called? Polite. You know that movie? Have you ever watched Split where he's got like nine personalities? Yeah. It's like that, but I don't know the name of the disease. Yeah. I will get that. <laughs> Some multiple personality disorders of things. But then he, he, you can see where he, in the interviews, is very polite and calm. Like how people described him. Yes, because like that very charismatic, polite, kind, charming. charming. And then you kill people. So that's not... Like you can't and you kill don't, people you, politely. You don't kill people. You, you don't just kill people. You kill people so brutally that people think you are more brutal than Ted, 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 Bundy. Bundy. Ted Bundy. I mean, like what? And like another thing that came into it is a lot of people said he was doing it for fame. Like um, when you read the story, he he um, spent like three days with this lady Sandy Fox, and she was a journalist, yeah, or a novelist, one of the two, and. He, uh, people speculate that he left her alive so that she could write his story. Yeah. So, like, but, but like, where does that come in? Because that's not about rejection and abandonment. I feel like if it's about rejection and abandonment, you wouldn't care what people... I or think maybe it's, it's the acknowledgement. Yeah, and the, he wanted to be someone of significance Cons- in some sort. Yeah, I'm telling so. you, it was his father kicking him out at nine and started this. Yeah, because definitely he even told his lawyer that um, I've... I've made these tapes i want a movie made out of my yeah. life i want books written about me he needed acknowledgement and I think that's why he wasn't Attention. as famous as he was because he was seeking it so badly yeah. that people sort of just turned their back on his dream because nobody wants to give the serial killer what they want i want to see a movie about his life but nobody else wants to make it so yeah shame we just left with the documentaries on youtube yeah but i actually i did some research about the different types of serial killers, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. And there are four types of serial killers. So we'll explain them and then we'll, we'll tell you who Paul John Knowles is. So the first one is the thrill seekers. So these are the ones who like like to play cat and mouse with the dete- like the detectives. Yeah. They're the ones who like, it's for their amusement and more their enjoyment. And also they're looking for um, fame. They're also the, the type that are thoughted out a lot. So they're very hard to catch. Um, an example would be the Zodiac from last week's show. Yeah, so definitely. Exactly. Then you get mission-orientated. 
So these kind of people, they're not as psychotic, but they feel like they need to cleanse society. So, for example, um, killing just Jews or killing females or c- killing old people or killing people with blonde hair because they offend you, that kind of thing. They feel yeah. like they're doing the world a service. Yeah. Um, then there's the visionaries. These people, shame. These ones are a little loony. They they kind of, they're the ones who've had psychotic breaks where they become, um, what's it called? They feel like they're on a mission from either God or the devil or some higher supreme being. Yeah. Like they like, there was one, I, I remember there was one guy who was killing his victims because his dog, neighbor's dog told him that the people were possessed by demons. So, um, I don't know what drugs are in America. <laughs> what, what, what dog talks to you? <laughs> For dogs to start speaking. And telling you to Not kill Not even people? your dog, your neighbor's dog. <laughs> what? And then the last ones are your power and control. These are your often most brutal killers. They're the ones who, they're the ones who mostly like, they rape. And it's all about, you know, that whole sexual thrill and stuff like that. And they, they often, their victims often are the ones who go through the most trauma before death. If you ask me, the Casanova killer was a thrill seeker. I would say thrill seeker. Um, yeah, um, maybe power and control. Possibly I, a combination between a thrill yeah, seeker he's, he's and a Yeah, he's definitely not mission orientated no. because of his lack of MO and pattern. Yeah. And he was, didn't say God sent him to kill these people. So obviously he wasn't a visionary. visionary. But I feel like the thrill seeker, like the fame of it, but he also used to rape his victims and stuff like that. So, so he's definitely power the control. power and control. But, um, yeah, Shane Manns was another level. He, he, I think, yeah, was dealt a bad card and just didn't deal with it. That's what people, that's what happens. With yeah, people. instead of people get getting, yeah, instead of getting it. help for his rejection and abandonment issues, he just killed people yeah which is not the right way to go yeah no you heard it here first <laughs> on decoding the crime D- don't, don't kill people guys please don't kill people and say we told you to kill them we really didn't <laughs> man's this five months free serial killer on steroids had the most anti-climatic ending like crash and burn like i was like what okay like obviously i don't i don't want him to go on killing people that is not what i'm saying but i mean to be shot by a police officer or i think it was an fbi agent while wrestling for a gun how boring can you get that was such a boring death for such a he wasn't a for such a guy that in five months killed 35 people that was for me a like, top-notch killer it's not the death for a top-notch killer no and not like we have specific deaths that they should uh, suffer but i really think that he shouldn't have died then and he shouldn't have died like especially that. because i wanted to know more i yeah. wanted to know what was happening in his brain yeah and so, they should have made the movie about his life I agree. But I think the, 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 the directors and the script writers were looking at his death and they were like, eh. No. Not ending the movie Mm-mm. like that. That's stupid. So, we have both come up with versions <laughs> of how this should have ended. How he should have died. Do you want to go first? Yes. So, um, this is what happens. In the moment where... So, we're going back to his last moment. He's in the car. The cops have left him alone in the car. 
I don't know why they did that, but they but they did. And then he wrestles for the gun. He gets the gun. He shoots both of them. Not that I want him to kill two more people, but he has to in order for the story to survive. And then... This is all hypothetical. This is hypothetical. <laughs> it didn't happen in real life. And then he escapes and he decides too many people know who I am. I'm not as big as I want to be yet. Um, I still want the story to carry on. So he shaves his head, right? That hair that people were going the crazy over. The over here he shaves it off he he grows a beard he dyes it a different color he gets glasses he gains weight and then he joins the fbi dun, dun, dun. and he becomes the lead investigator on the case of trying to find the casanova killer so basically investigating himself, himself. <laughs> that is genius right and then <laughs> if it couldn't get any worse um <laughs> they realize that as they're going through the filing, obviously filing cabinets, they realize there's no birth certificate for this guy. His documentation seems dodgy. So they start behind his back investigating him. And they plan to catch him in one of the briefings for the Casanova killer. But he sees that people have been acting weird around him. So he realizes that, nah, something's up. These people have caught me. And he draws his gun. But as he tries to shoot all those officers, I don't know how you'd shoot all of them with one gun. But as he tries to do that, Bam, he gets shot. Bam, he's on the floor. He's dying, suffocating on his dentures. <laughs> You're really upset about these dentures. I, I don't like the fact that he did not ask the poor old lady if she had dentures so he could take them out of her. Before he gagged her. Before he gagged her. <laughs> Come on, people. Serial killer etiquette. My version is a little bit more on Valentine's Day side. Yes. So... He does not wrestle for the gun. Instead, he sits calmly in the car and is taken all the way to the prison where he is, gets his cell and his cellmate and all that kind of stuff. But then, because he's escaped prison before. <laughs> now, mm. if people know me, one of my favorite TV shows is Prison Break. Yes. And my guy, with all his epicness, performs a Prison Break level breakout from prison. <laughs> he then goes and finds Miss Sandy Fawkes and they run away together. Once again. Once again. But he doesn't know she's working with the police. <gasps> and he doesn't know that they are tracking their every move. But because she feels so sorry for the lady with her dentures. Yes, thank you. <laughs> she decides to kill him herself for revenge and justice for all his victims on Valentine's Day. <laughs> See, so yep. much more epic. You know what I mean? He shouldn't have died like that. Nah, fam, so anticlimactic. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, know, you know when you watch a movie or you read a book and you like at the end you're like, that was so unsatisfactory. Yeah. That was this. That was this guy's life. But I think our endings really killed it yeah we 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 ended his life very well we didn't kill him we promised we went alive back then. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was not alive in 1970 whatever <laughs> but i think we had pretty epic endings to the casanova no, story exactly so that is the casanova killer the anticlimactic story of the guy who killed 35 people in five months across six states no MO, no pattern. Guys, I'll give him points. 
deserves them. <laughs> if you want to see what this Casanova looks like, we are going to not only give you the picture where he looks like a Casanova, but we're going to give you the other pictures of what he looked like so you can decide whether this guy was a Casanova. Or Comment and tell us if you think he was a Casanova. Or whether he was a Casanova in one picture and then for the rest of his life he was just like some weird creepy guy who just killed Yes, him. so you can find these pictures on our Instagram at decoding the crime verse we will place his pictures and some other interesting evidence that we found with through our research uh-huh. but for now yes peace and killings to you all i thought we weren't saying that anymore you know if the shoe fits <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll for see another week signing out bye bye Join the Active FM shows. Well, then catch us on Instagram at Active FM Triple Seven, Twitter and Gab at Active FM, Facebook at Active FM forward slash Triple Seven, as well as YouTube at Active FM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop. Don't hesitate. Find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.